welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Dan Spinette. And I'm Brittany. Yes. And um, we are back from a long summer break. Yes, a much needed break. Yes, very much but so. But it did feel too long to be away. It Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we're going to be able to do that anymore. Yeah, especially <laughs> not, not because a lot of things went down. But did you did. have a productive summer? Productive? No, I wouldn't say I'm not gonna lie. It really, you know, I am towards the tail end in August, yes, but I really just chilled this summer. I oh, just, good. yeah, I definitely took it real easy. How about you? How that was, was your good. summer? That was the intention. Exactly. The um, was I productive? No. <laughs> Should I been? <laughs> yes. Um, but it's time to kick it in high gear. Yes, yes. We're starting a new season, season four. Yes. My God, we Very made excited. it. Excited. <laughs> Very much so, and a lot has gone down over the summer. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into the industry rundown. It's time for the industry rundown. Okay, guys, so this summer was um, highly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things um, happened right before we left last season. And I wanted to talk about the incidents then but we couldn't because we were off right. for the break right but the first story i wanted to bring up was jason mitchell being dropped from the shy mm-hmm. now this is quite interesting because i love the shy and this yeah. is one of our favorite shows you know yeah. it was freaking amazing and then yeah. all this drama behind jason mitchell and this alleged well no it's not really alleged, not he, alleged. he actually um, sexually assaulted some of the cast members on the set of The Shy itself. And it came out, and this, he was actually dropped from Desperados, the film that he was currently making with Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting for Jason because I loved him ever since um, Straight Out Compton when he was first introduced to, you know, the big screen. Yeah. And it's just a sad situation. And it's also been reported ever since August 2nd that um, his character will be killed off in season three. Yep. And that was confirmed by the president of Showtime. Mm-hmm. And also with the murky situation of Lena Wave's situation with Showtime also, she actually had an overall deal at the top of the year with Showtime. And that has now since, I don't know, the relationship, what happened with it, but that's also moved to what is it? Amazon Prime now. She now has an overall deal with Amazon instead of Showtime. And so it's my predictions that after season three, this is going to be a wrap. I agree. I think after this season, it's going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just really unfortunate. Not only will the shot be canceled, but Jason Mitchell's career is over. It is. And he was such a promising actor. And I'm not mm-hmm. excusing his behavior at all. None. Um, because you should just stop it. Point mm-hmm. blank, period. Like, I don't know exactly. There weren't specifics that came out about what he did, but it no. just said like sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it was, it was enough to make. Tiffany feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. like she didn't want to do scenes with him unless her fiance was on set and mm-hmm. you know her fiance is um, Marquis right from um, Dear White Richardson People. from Dear White People mm-hmm. so she evidently he was out of pocket yeah to the he, point where he yeah, had to show up on set he needed That's to be checked and the whole situation is disappointing like his behavior and mm-hmm. also the way that Lena handled it handled it yeah I um, agree and her meltdown on the breakfast club 
girl. You, PR you felt like that was a meltdown? I don't Absolutely. think it was a meltdown, but I think she was... Very impromptu, though. I don't know if her P- that was approved by her PR people. Well, she needed to say something because um, it was painting her as a bad light. And I don't think she necessarily made the situation better. No. But I think what she was trying to do was... Um, give Jason the benefit of the doubt because she liked him point like that was her friend and so she was hoping that the behavior would correct itself and it wouldn't get to this point but Mm -hmm. unfortunately it did and so goodbye to the shy yeah so I have a question for you so you know how Hollywood loves to redeem people do you think that he could go away for Mm -hmm. a few years no say I went to rehab no and come back no because it's too early in his career for him to be redeemed now had he had probably more um movies more roles under his belt maybe Mm -hmm. but he's just starting out and you already are problematic on two sets yeah no one's gonna want to work with him yeah yeah. And considering how the climate has changed in Hollywood, supposedly, yeah. um, people <laughs> are putting sexual misconduct in check. Mm-hmm. No, no studio wants or network wants that. Absolutely. Under their brand or yeah, within no. their yeah establishment uh-uh. or over. be associated with that. It's over. So I have one more question for you. So it was it wasn't until I think. He started working on Desperados with Netflix that this kind of came out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he had something that happened on that set? And that kind of is what set off mm-hmm. what happened at Showtime. Yeah. And because Tiffany Boone had came out previously and mm-hmm. said she spoke to HR, et cetera, and complained mm-hmm. about this. But it went nowhere. Yeah. This black woman. Right. But when he moves over to another kind of situation right. where something may have went down, all of a sudden it explodes. Right. Interesting, so, right? Yeah. He probably was acting up over there, too. Yeah. Unfortunate again, yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, that was one of the the more sad events that happened this summer. Um, but on the lighter note, um, Mr. Eddie Murphy, um, it has been alleged that he is well has been offered a seventy million dollar deal with Netflix for a comedy special. Mm, um, so him coming back, yeah. <laughs> you don't sound excited, Brittany. I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, I think Eddie Murphy is still to this day one of the funniest comedians ever mm-hmm. i still watch raw and delirious like yeah. to this day i will pop Absolutely. that in yeah um, pop that into my vhs right uh, <laughs> but um i'm always curious when netflix announced these big deals that they make with comedians mm-hmm. um or with people period um how much of that are they getting back? Because we never hear money of How statistics they're actually... on Netflix programming. Right. Um, so are they going to, evidently they feel like they are going to capitalize on this $70 million investment. Yeah, they're just um, throwing around millions of dollars in these, you know, to all these top comedians. I mean, honestly, I mean, we've already talked about this before in a previous episode, how HBO was the go-to for comedy specials, right. you know? Right. And now it's Netflix. Yeah. So it's kind of shifted the game, and they're like, we're not playing with you all. We're not taking our foot off your neck at all. I mean, that makes sense, with, especially with how well um, Dave Chappelle probably has done for Netflix, mm-hmm. um, Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, and other comedians who have had specials on Netflix. This seems right. So, mm-hmm. um Congratulations. Now, this is happening or it is It's alleged, alleged. right now. It hasn't okay. been confirmed. But with his new um, film that he also is coming out with. Um, coming to America, too? Not. <laughs> 
that one too but it's the other one that he has with netflix is coming oh, out soon. dolomite yes, yes dolomite very excited to see that i yes okay i know nothing about that film and apparently oh, <laughs> yeah blasphemy y'all blasphemy shame me i don't but mm. I am contemplating whether whether or not I want to go to the theater and see it or watch it at home because they're giving you both options. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I will not uh-huh. be going to the theater. So. No, I mean, yeah, I probably won't either. Okay. You know, I'll probably stay at home and watch it, you know? So, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So, you guys know, yeah, you, you do have that option whether you want to go to the theater and support or sit at home on your couch and just have a good time. All right. Well. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> the last very interesting story, and, in, you know, I'm not even going to tie those in together, but um, the return of Nate Parker. For American Skin, um, it was announced at its um, on August seventh in Variety um, at the Venice Film Festival that took place between August twenty eighth and September seventh. That Nate Parker's film American Skin was picked up for their lineup. So the film stars Nate Parker and Omari Hardwick. Um, the film is based on Nate Parker's character Lincoln Johnson, who was a Marine veteran working as a janitor who was attempting to mend his relationship with his son after a divorce. One day his son is killed by a police officer that is found innocent without standing and is found innocent without standing trial. Um, Johnson then takes matters into his own hands. Okay, so um, is there buzz around Nate's performance in this role? I haven't heard any buzz as of yet. Um, I think people are just excited or surprised that he came back or excited that he's back. Hmm. I'm excited he's back, but okay, but that leads me back to our first conversation. I know. Right? Yeah, um, that's why I said I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, just to refresh y'all's memory, mm-hmm. Nate Parker was part of the early stages of cancel culture. Yeah, um, <laughs> very much so. He was Poor canceled yeah. because of his um, allegations of rape when he was in college. Right, which he was acquitted of. Which he was acquitted of, and he has um, numerous times come out and say he did not do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, in the eyes of the public, you know, they, yeah. people make their decisions, and it was also around the time of the controversial uh, film he came out with of that's Turner. Turner, right? Which was a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it, and it was I enjoyed his. Um, direction on that mm-hmm. um and i think he's a talented actor absolutely oh absolutely so am i excited to see him back yeah i am too and i'm glad he took the time off to kind of you know cool his boots a bit let the you know the noise die down yeah. and kind of come back with american skin and say hey guys you know i'm still out here doing my thing yeah well, so yeah congratulations to yeah him. congratulations nate and guys that was kind of like my top stories of the summer that happened that i was just like blown Ooh. away by um, okay i mean yeah but there to have been a lot going down that was short and simple and sweet yes absolutely but i loved it okay mm-hmm. Innovative, creative, overall black excellence. It's time for the spotlight. All right, you guys, it's time for the spotlight. So who do you have on deck for the spotlight, Brittany? For the spotlight, for our first episode, returning to season four, I wanted to spotlight three actors that I am very excited to see um, either doing well in the very early onset of their career, and I'm looking forward to them doing more. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first is Ashton Sanders. He's 23 years old, currently playing RZA on Hulu's Wu-Tang Clan, An American Saga. Mm. Um, we've already seen him as Sharon 
in Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. Mm-hmm. He also played Bigger Tom- Thomas in um, HBO Native Son. Yes. And also starred along Denzel in The Equalizer 2. Mm, I haven't seen Equalizer 2 yet. I have got to see that. Yeah. Gotta watch it. Have you been watching America Saga, the Wu-Tang story? I have not. <laughs> I just watched their documentary, though, um, of Mike and Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's on Hulu. Netflix, Showtime, Showtime, Showtime. It's yeah. on Showtime. Yeah, so I'm, the I'm in the America side of that right yeah. now. It's really good. That's on Hulu, and it's interesting what they're doing on Hulu. They're only releasing three episodes at a time, which that's for another. Yeah, we'll get into another conversation. With Hulu. But yeah. um, Ashton is currently <laughs> on that show, um, doing a phenomenal job. Every time awesome. I see him on the screen, I am enamored i think mm-hmm. he really takes his role as an actor seriously Absolutely. and you can tell that he is studying it and he's serious about it so mm-hmm. um he's one to look out for absolutely um, another rising star rising star another mm-hmm. wu-tang cast member is shameek moore um he's an actor he's a singer he's a dancer um, he's <laughs> playing raekwon on hulu's wu-tang clan and america saga you've seen him in his um I guess that was his, um, what do you call it? Debut. Debut, thank you. Mm-hmm. His debut was on the <laughs> independent film Dope. He played the main character, Malcolm. Um, he was also the voice of Miles oh, Morales, him. the Oscar-winning animation Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. He played Shaolin Fantastic on um, Netflix's uh, get, The Get Down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's a he's a, he's phenomenal. I really like him. Yeah. He kind of got a little flack because he was on the Breakfast Club and he was. Um, oh no, I didn't know about this. He was confident, and, you know, oh, and I felt what's like wrong with that? you know Charlemagne and um, um, okay. what's that other DJ Envy? You know, they was trying to knock him down, knock him down a peg. Mm. But you know, I like him. He's confident. Yeah, like, yeah. He like he said he sings, he raps, and he's hoping to be both a Denzel and also a Michael Jackson. Um, okay. So, okay. yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't knocking his shine knocking or his hustle on that. At all. Uh, but Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but for definitely for seeing him on the screen, I, I love to see more of him. He's doing Absolutely, really well. Absolutely, yeah. I've always loved his work. Great and then, job. last but not least, is Jarrell Jerome, recently seen on um, Ava DuVernay's When They See Us. Oh, yeah, he the played, breakout. Mm-hmm, yeah, the breakout star. He played Corey Wise, in which he mm-hmm. is uh, Emmy-nominated for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was in Moonlight. Yes, he was. Yep, yep. Wow. He played Kevin yes. in Moonlight. Yep. Um, During so, the young adolescence phase, right? Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. He did a great job. Phenomenal, phenomenal job. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he is really into his role. Mm-hmm. I chose these guys because I felt like they have the most potential to be great, like, character actors. Not mm-hmm. just actors, but ar- actors who really embody a role um, as far as, like, changing their speech, their Absolutely. mannerisms, like, um, to equate them to someone like a Joaquin Phoenix or like a Forrest Whitaker or Don mm-hmm. Cheadle like to me those are like actors yeah. with um, great talent for playing characters mm-hmm. and not just acting mm-hmm. you understand what I'm yeah, saying absolutely. Um, so I'm excited to see these so yeah. those are my three spotlights people who have Fantastic. did their thing this summer and um, have many more projects under their belt coming yeah that was a great list that's phenomenal yes I can't wait to see what these guys have up next 
Hey guys, so we are back and you know what time it is. It is time for the spoiler alerts. Except this time what we're going to do is our top three favorite best shows or con- summer content that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the worst, top three that we didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brittany, I'm going to do the honors and let you go first. What Me? are Yes, ma'am. Okay. What are your top three summer hits? Content-wise, so, movie, streaming, digital, mm-hmm. independent. Mm-hmm. What do you have? So I don't have three. I have five for y'all. Okay. <laughs> All right, hon. Okay. Go on. <laughs> I have five things that I really was checking for this summer. Mm-hmm. The first is a black lady sketch show. <laughs> and I wish y'all could see Antoinette's face. Okay. Because I, need, I need an explanation for okay. this one. <laughs> So, a black lady sketch show. The reason why I loved it, or I do love it so much, um, because it's the first sketch comedy show that is written, directed, stars black women. Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. Absolutely. In its own right. Gold star. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think considering Robin Thede's career in Late Night, this Mm -hmm. was a natural progression for her to have her own sketch comedy show. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Quentin Bronson. You know, we've seen her in the BuzzFeed uh, oh, yes. videos. Mm-hmm. She's doing a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. But the breakout star for me is Gabrielle Dennis. So I did not know she was funny. I, was still, yeah, no. I remember her from playing Janae from The Game. Get the Game, absolutely. The Game. The Game, <laughs> that's where I know her from. In right. commercials, right. absolutely. Um, and she also starred in Rosewood along Morris Chestnut. And we hadn't really previously seen her um, do any comedy. No. But to me, she is absolutely hilarious. Like, okay. that whole skit with them doing the gang orientation with Issa Rae. She was like, better pack a light jacket, Buster. <laughs> that was like hilarious to me. All the guest appearances um, from mm-hmm. we had um, Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle with the Yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, I have to give it up. That was funny. Laverne Cox. I love mm-hmm. the. Um, Angela Bassett, the bad bitch support group. Mm -hmm. And then you pan over and you see that Fashion Nova clipboard. Dead. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think it's creative. I think it's smart. um, And I think it's witty comedy. Okay. And we don't see that from black women. So that's why it's one of my faves. Okay. So I'm going to counteract that, okay? So because a black lady sketch y'all, you know, I I absolutely agree with what you said. You know, it's the first time we have black women writing, directing, I give it all that. Okay. However, I didn't like the show. Why? I cannot get past, first of all, the first episode. I gave it a try, right? The first episode, the first skit was hilarious to me. I was cracking up. I couldn't. I can't get into it. I, I could just couldn't. And, and then I tried the second episode, and I just cut it off in the middle. So the issue what? that I'm having is I feel that comedy is a special form of art, right? And I honestly don't know any of these women outside of television roles or content creation roles with comedy as far as stand-up and, like, a routine. Like, you've been on the road. You kind of had that, you know, years of experience doing comedy. And it seems like okay, they just made a transition into comedy because no 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 because let me let me give you some background okay let me All give right. you some background <laughs> on them okay so like i said robin Thede, she starred in um late night doing comedy writing for late night tv 
For who? For late night people. <laughs> I'm just curious. I like, can't remember. Um, I know. I think she's done stuff for the Larry Wilmore show. show. Oh, okay. Um, okay. She was like the first head writer for, oh my gosh, you're going to make me look this up. But she was the first black female head writer for some late night comedy show. Um, and those are facts, even though I don't have the show, y'all. I mean, it's just, it's something about it that I just couldn't get into. And it's just like, I mean, I understand that, you know, it is the first time black women have had this platform to be able to do. And I think that's great. But I also. The the Larry Wilmore show. The Larry Wilmore. Okay. Uh I just didn't find it hilarious. Like I. You know. um, It wasn't funny to me. Ashley Nicole Black, who plays, you know, Mm -hmm. um, one of the main characters. She also was a comedy writer for the. Full frontal with Samantha B. Writer, but did she do stand up? Well, you know they have those um, skits, those comedic skits. She was one of the correspondents. So you feel in like in order to do this, you need to be a stand up comedian. I think you need to have some type of hone of getting on the road and like practicing a routine over and over again, and or perfecting that craft before you jump correctly into doing a show. I, I mean, that's kind of like why we love Martin, why we love the Dave Chappelle show, why we love a lot of these comedy legends even Monique the Parkers because they they were amazing within their own right and then they transferred over into content on television versus just I was a writer and now I'm I have my own show I'm gonna disagree with you because in order for you to get to stand up you still have to write your own jokes you still have to be a writer you have to perform it that's also part of the so you don't like their performances no (laughs) no it's just weird. Y'all, y'all need, yeah, do we need to chime in, so y'all? I disagree with her. I think they're doing a great and, job. And, the reason, and I think, I think, the, okay, so base, okay, so they're definitely renewed for season two. Yes. That's been confirmed by HBO. However, I beg to differ that a lot of people are not watching this because they're putting out full clips of their episodes or that skit or skits on the internet. So I feel they're trying to get buzz and draw people in. I don't think there's a lot of buzz around this show. I don't. I don't see it on the internet. No one is like, oh my God, did you watch the Black Ladies Comedy Show? No one's saying that. I think people are. I know they are. They're on your timeline? Yes. (laughs) What What do you think, Tyra? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen it? No, see? Like, I'm telling Uh, you. Okay, so have you ever heard of the show at all? I'm um, a black, black lady sketch, sketch show. show. See? Dang. Like, and Tyrone's our audio engineer, guys, who's helping us out. I shouldn't even <laughs> ask you. See? Okay, look into it and let us know. Because I definitely want to know your feedback. And guys, let us know um, yeah. whether or not you agree with Brittany or me on how you feel about a black lady sketch comedy show. Because look, again, comedy is subjective. Not every skit on the Chappelle show or Saturday Night Live or um, In Living Color was funny. But the majority of it was. And I think come on, they have a large audience of people who think that this is funny. I am one of them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not. I can't. So yeah, we're going to move on from that one. We're going to move on because (laughs) this is going to play great into my next two favorite programming that i found this summer okay and that's um sherman showcase on the ifc okay and south side on comedy central both are created by Mm -hmm. bashir um oh my gosh and i'm a butcher this name bashir 
Sahaladuni. I know I said that wrong. And Diallo, um, Diallo Richard. Mm-hmm. They both were late night comedy writers for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon for years. And they are most famous for the history of hip hop sketch and then the slow jam, the news. Okay. okay, I'm feeling. I'm and you remember Barack Obama? He did. He did the slow jam and other news. Yes, they wrote that sketch. Got it. Okay. Okay. okay, so they're writing partners. Both are Harvard grads, and this summer they had two um, shows come out. One on IFC. One on. Um, Okay. One on Comedy Central. The one on um, IFC is called Sherman's Showcase. Mm-hmm. And it's a fictional variety show, like a dance show, oh. in which the head show is Sherman, mm-hmm. who's played by Bashir. And it just follows him through like this 40 year span with all these fictitious characters um, and legendary musical performance guests and um, solid gold type dancers. It is absolutely hilarious i don't know if you've seen these clips circulating around social media where the girl was singing drop it low for jesus yes that's from that show okay. see, now see what i'm talking about it circulated on social media and i even knew about that and i haven't watched the show <laughs> a black lady scared tommy shows okay, do that. okay okay <laughs> that's from this show also i don't know if you've seen the one where um brisha webb who is um the young comedian who was on um, Marlon? She played uh, the friend of the. Oh, like, yeah, she's from another TV One yeah. show too. Yeah. Um, so Brisha love Webb, that girl. love that girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brisha Webb, she was playing Mary J. Oh, she's hilarious. When I want to tell you this girl is she hilarious. Is funny. She also makes appearances on that show. John Legend is the executive producer. John is doing this his show. Thing. It comes on Wednesday nights. I'm on ready. IFC. I'm gonna have to check that out. Mario Van Peebles has been on there. Tiffany Haddish. Lil Rel, Neo, every time I'm watching it, I'm cracking up. <laughs> Which also brings me to the other show that they have is The South Side on Comedy Central. The um, South Side is about two friends who are aspiring venture capitalists who just graduated from community college. Huh. <laughs> so they're trying to, um, you know, make it in this world. But they're having a hard time. But they also work at a rent-to-own store, so they're okay. They are repo men. So it's all these crazy antics of them trying to um, repossess um, furniture, Xboxes, and all this stuff from people from on the south side of Chicago. Um, like I said, they're trying to come up. One time they was selling Viagra pills. They were selling popcorn on the side of the street in little baggies. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious. Like I said, again, written by Bashir, who is from the south side of Chicago. The main characters in the show and the cast are all Chicagoans. That was very important for him. Most of them That's good. are yeah. also from the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. His wife is in the show as an officer um, and as a character with him. Mm-hmm. His brother plays the main character. So, like, he's keeping it in a family. Oh, definitely. And they're like all the Absolutely. hilarious. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, his sister is also in the show. So, those are my two favorite from Bashir and Diallo. Mm-hmm. Both comedy writers not stand-up comedians but great content okay (laughs) (laughs) great content and then my fourth one is the last black man in san francisco Mm -hmm. this is an independent film it um came out this summer it is um 
about this guy named Jimmy Fells and him and his friend Montgomery, they go on a journey to reclaim his family's old Victorian home in the heart of San Francisco. Um, okay, nice. So everything for Jimmy is driven for him and this need to get back to this house before the family lost it. Mm. Um, but it's more of a story of like trying to find connection or reconnect to the city, his family, um, the changing neighborhood of San Francisco mm-hmm. about um, reconnecting with friends. It's a beautifully shot film. Um, Joe Talbert, Joe Talbot and Jimmy Fells, who is the main character, he's a black guy. Mm-hmm. They're friends. They grew up in um, San Francisco, and this story is um, loosely based by um, Jimmy Fells' real life. Mm. Um, Tashina Arnold is also in this film. I Mike, love her. Mike Epps is in the film. Love him. Donald Glover is in this film. Love him. Um, a fantastic cast. Yes, I'm telling you, you'll love the storyline, but also when you look at it, it's poetic vision every shot oh that's fantastic beautifully done i have to go watch this now um it won best director at sundance this this year and i it deserves all of that because you will fall in love with it Mm, i guarantee y'all so make sure you watch the last black man in san francisco is streaming on um any platforms that you can rent movies all right okay and then the last one is when they see us Mm, um, absolutely. Like what? What? What can what, you say yeah, about what can you say? I mean, <laughs> when they see us? I mean, it has sixteen nominations, which is um, the most nominations Netflix has ever gotten for any mm-hmm. se- of its series. The most watched um, show Netflix has ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's breaking all kinds of records. Eight you know? acting nominations. Uh, who got a nomination? Niecy Nash, Anjanae Lewis. Who? <laughs> Has been one of my favorites for a long time. Jarrell Jerome, mm-hmm. John Leguizano, who did phenomenal. Asante Black, who is also um, a DMV native. Um, he has a outstanding supporting role, Emmy nod. So fantastic. What else can we say about that show? Just very good acting. Amazing. Um, very good direction on um, Ava's part. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a hard program to watch it was but um very good and i'm only limiting what i'm saying because i know you're gonna get into that too mm-hmm. so those are my five top ones okay am i going into my disappointments or let me let like, me i'm gonna do my okay. top five and then we'll okay. get into the next one um so my top five that i have or what what do i have one two three I'll do three since you uh, when when they see us is one. Okay, that so I had. we agree. So yeah, so we agree with that definitely. But I'm gonna um have a confession right now. I can only get through the first episode and a half of when they see us. Yeah, it was it was real rough for me. It was really difficult to watch. Um, I had to pause. So wait, that. you didn't see the rest of? It? I know it, it I is hard to watch. It's very difficult. And even when I told my coworker, I said, you know, I only watched the episode and a half. She's like, you had to finish. I said, you I understand to. that, but it's similar to like you have to be in a particular mood or the kind of setting to yes. be able to sit and watch that and to, to take that in. And 
it could take you to a real dark. It's just, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I couldn't take it all at once. It is. Because you could sit and just watch episode after, you know? No, no, no. It's not one of those, I don't think it's one of those shows that's binge watching. No, no, I'm not saying that you can. I'm saying but that it's binge worthy, but I'm just saying it's like you can sit and watch episode after episode after episode. No, I couldn't. I had to take one episode at a time. Yeah. So I'm like, I just have to break it up. I, I can't do it all at once. I can't. There's no way. No, I I get you. Uh, every episode, I was just Emotional literally draining. bawling. Yeah. And emotionally draining. Because um, it's so much truth into what, you know, what happened and what still goes on today. And having people close to you that go through those situations and or you've been in those situations before, it just hit too close to home. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I couldn't. And just to think that, like, these were children. Yeah. And for them Man. to have gone through what they went through is absolutely heartbreaking and i think um about all the black men and all the black boys who this could have easily been their story mm-hmm. um my and then nephews, my heart you know, like breaks that, for that you know it's just mm-mm. and then so you haven't seen the Corey wise episode which <sighs> will literally tear you to I pieces know. everybody said that i know i know and I'm a big babe. You know, I'm a baby. <laughs> no, I can't handle it. I can't. It's so just, then tell me, it, why was this your top then? If you haven't seen all of them. Well, because. Just because of the story. And, just because of the story, the impact. the impact it had. I knew it was something that is, that would speak volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I saw already, you know, the first episode and a half that I could get through, I already know what Ava's giving me. I already know what, what the outcome's going to be. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get through it just yet. I think um, big props to Ava in the way that um, she directed this film in showing um, the humanity and the fact that these were children. Mm -hmm. That was really um, one of her goals in bringing the emotional um, element to this film. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because it's like you're prosecuting 12-year-olds and 13, well, 13-year-olds and 15. It's ridiculous insane um okay so that's one of your yes so that's one of the faves and um the other of course is um one of the films that was released on netflix at the top of the summer um see you yesterday oh i haven't seen it yet oh no oh no i I saw the short i saw the short fantastic you have to watch um it's very it's touching too you know it has its moments right that it's a little you know gut-wrenching but it was adorable. I loved it. I okay. love the technology infused. I love the futurism okay. of it, the futuristic vibes, the the science behind it. I love that they had these brown children just really into geeks, like normal geeky kids, you know, showing us in other lights that, you know, other platforms tend not to show us in or, you know, want to say put us in a box and say this is what we do but no we're also into film we're also into other things or technology and it's just it was adorable okay anybody who came to my house over the summer i said you're watching this film and i put it on and they'll they'll watch it and they fall in love so that's just what it is so see you yesterday is definitely um on the top okay the next one was black mirror season five striking vipers oh my god have you seen that yes talk about you So, okay, what did you think about that? Because I absolutely loved it. And you loved it? I loved it. What did the first, you love the first about episode. it? 
I you love the first episode? The first, yes! Of Black Mirror this season. Yes. With Miley Cyrus? No, that wasn't the... Oh, was no. Viper... Striking Vipers was the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. I loved it because, and the reason why, okay, guys, this is spoiler alert, so we're going to give this a little bit away, but um, I'll try to not to give too much, but the fact of kind of, again, I'm into technology, I'm into kind of the futuristic thing, so... The fact of moving, removing yourself from the real world and going to a third dimension and kind of what crossing the boundaries of sexuality and blurring those lines of yeah, basically sexuality in the black community and what that means and what is defined as cheating, not cheating, and within that particular relationship, how that works. And I'm just happy they had two black characters or three black characters explore that kind of scenario because I've never really seen that before. I I, I agree. Um, and that it was unique to see black characters <laughs> explore that. Um, yes, I loved it. I thought Anthony did, Anthony Mackie yeah, did Yeah, Anthony Mackie well. was one of the main um, characters. Yaya is also one of those actors who um, I think is... Um, mm-hmm doing phenomenal things is one to look out as well and um yeah i couldn't get into that though no no you didn't watch it with bay y'all didn't sit down and watch that and kind of have a discussion about it now you know my bay ain't watching no crap like <laughs> no come on we have got to like we Girl, have got you. to expand our boundaries with this people come yeah on, no not get, that one no oh god <laughs> not that man <laughs> Mm-mm. I already know stuff I can and cannot watch with him. Okay. And Striking Vipers <laughs> is not something that I can watch with him. I absolutely loved it, guys. And um, to to be clear, my, my vote on whether that was defined as cheating or not, I don't think that was cheating um, in my sense. And I like the fact that they had that open kind of, um, you know, agreement within their marriage um, yeah, to can, do their thing. We can thing. have several conversations about We about, can. About yeah, we can. episodes. <laughs> But again, like I said, I think Anthony, we're talking about performances. Anthony, Yaya, Nicole did phenomenal mm-hmm, jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and my other favorite, um, but this has been like a favorite of mine for a very long time when they were on Crackle. This is actually, um, it's called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Or Comedians in Cars, yeah, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's created by Jerry Seinfeld, directed by Jerry Seinfeld, and starring him. And basically the two episodes that I love the most were the Eddie Murphy and Jamie Foxx episodes. And basically what happens um, within this particular series is that Jerry Seinfeld has a massive, um, huge car collection. So what he does is he goes and gets some of his celebrity comedian friends, all kinds of different people, and picks them up. But he chooses the car that they're going to ride in to have the interview um, depending on the the comedian's personality. So I think with Eddie Murphy, he may have had a Mustang or I don't know anything about cars, but they just match. He matches the car with the personality of the actual comedian. Oh, okay. And then they ride and they go get coffee and just have these awesome conversations. And so I loved it. I was happy to see Eddie Murphy because he was like the screenshot of the actual Netflix um, episode. It was hilarious. I loved their engagement in the interview. Um, and then Jamie Foxx, it was nice to see him back um in an open interview kind of thing that happened with with that show, so hmm. those were my I top favorites. Check that out. Yeah, I love um, comedians and cars getting coffee. It's one of my favorites. Something fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll put that in my queue, my mm-hmm. Netflix queue. Okay, so what are the things you were like, mm-mm? Okay, so the ones I did not like, um, where is my, oh, She's Gotta Have It Season 2. Ooh, chill out, child. Yeah, what what really happened with that? Because I saw that's on your list too, right? Yeah, what, what, um, you know, <laughs> I didn't finish that one either. Like, I didn't want to. First of all, I was never a fan of this becoming a series anyway. Mm, okay. Um, I felt like the story of Nola Darling should have just ended. The first season? No, in the 80s with the film. Okay. <laughs> there was no need for us to bring a story. I didn't see how, but I was interested to see how it would translate to a millennial um, character. Mm-hmm. And the first season was not bad. Nope. I liked it was good. The fact that we were exploring her narrative as a millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, but this second season, I don't know what Uncle Spike was trying to tell us. I felt like we veered away from the story of Nola in, into, something. into this overarching yeah. story or um, point of view that he wanted to make of the world. Yeah. And it just was not connecting for me. Mm-hmm. Um certain points he wanted to make or statements or something. Yeah. And one of the things that I have like a love hate relationship between Spike and his films, I've seen every single one of them, but his directing style. Yeah. is annoying to me sometimes. <laughs> and I felt like season two was too much Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, this was just not, Cool. Didn't do it. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't like that. Me neither. I I just wasn't really interested. The story didn't captivate me at all and no, keep me interested all no. summer. I mean, and I'm not interested in seeing a season three. To be honest with you, well, we're not because the show was canceled. So that's that. Really? Yeah, girl, you didn't hear? Yes, yes, oh. it was canceled. It's done. It's over. No more. No more Nola, darling. That that's a wrap. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my second up was The Lion King. Um, what? Did you even see it? Yeah. Yes. I actually went to the theater. I paid for the ticket to go see this. Why didn't you like it? Because I saw it before. The um, okay. only reason why I went to go see it was because um, I knew we had to review it for the show. So I said, let me go see the Lion King because we're going to talk about the show. Um, and no, I, I'm, I didn't. So, But you know how I feel about recreates um, yes. recreate, or whatever you want to call that. I don't like it. I hate when people do it. I think we can come out with new, better, you know, original stories. And, you know, the graphics are great. You know, it's cool. But the story, I mean, you know, no, it wasn't. No, just no. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, y'all. It's a no for her on the line, King. Uh, What else? Um, What else do I have? Um, We already know the Black black Lady Sketch Show was that. A Black Lady Sketch Show is your... A black lady sketch show is your no for the summer. You like nah? Yeah, no. Okay, I tried it. You tried? No, it's just uh, no. Okay. And then my last one is Power season six intro. Not just the, the intro. season, just the intro, just the intro with of Trey the first songs. two episodes. I want to smack fifty in the face. And what I was feel, the point of doing that? I think he, okay, media publicity because it generated buzz on the internet everyone was talking about it and if you notice for episode three it's gone trey song's version is not on the episode anymore so he specifically did that just to troll everyone i wonder but i wonder if trey songs was in on the joke now that is funny now i felt bad 
because it was awful. They even performed it. Performed it where for who? So they had a season. They have an opening of power, like um, Showtime does, like a premiere party for the first episode, and Fifty oh. Cent performs. Now he did it for season five, he which is great. The same song. Well, yeah, he performed it with an orchestra. No, it was hot. It was really good. It's on um, Showtime. So if you look okay. and look down, like, it's there. Joe wasn't there, but 50 did a good job with the orchestra. It would sound really well. Okay. So I wanted to watch this performance, and I just saw Trey Songs come out and some other kid Ooh. on. I was like, what the hell is this? It does sound awful. It's really bad. So really you feel bad. like 50 Cent did that for publicity Definitely. only? Wow. Because I don't see any other reason why he would do that. Well, that's a smart idea. Oh, he's he's a genius. He's a evil genius, but a genius evil nonetheless. Genius, yeah. yeah, he's definitely. a troll. He okay. is. He's just a big troll. But yeah, no, that specifically the intro to season six of Power, <laughs> episode one and two, specifically. Yeah, I, that makes sense because he knows people are probably, um, we, I'm personally tired of Power. Uh, Same. And, and I'm ready for it to end. Same, yeah. And he <laughs> came out and said that it's not going to end with season six. So I don't know. And they're breaking the seasons up. Okay. So yeah. I don't know. So who knows? So we're likely to see more antics from him. Yeah, okay. we will. But that, that is it for my list for disappointments for the summer. Okay. So my disappointments, in addition to what you said, mm-hmm. She's Gotta Have It was one of mine. Um, the Shy is my disappointment. Okay. And only because of what happened with the yeah. whole Jason Mitchell thing, mm-hmm. um, I immediately stopped watching it. Really? Like, I have not even picked it up oh. again. Um, just because, like, the fact that we know that he's going to be killed off is taking away the thrill of it for mm-hmm. me. That's like, true. I don't need to watch the episodes to know what's going to happen because I specifically was invested in that character Me and too. his family and Me that too. story arc. Same. And now that Same. we know that he is going to be killed off, there's no need for me to to watch that. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, because we were rooting for him and his mm-hmm. character. Like, we know he was going down some roads with, like, selling the drugs out of the um, food truck. And, mm-hmm. you know, he w- couldn't catch a break. He was dealing mm-hmm. with his brother's death. And mm-hmm. now... All of a sudden, he gonna die. Well, I don't need to watch the rest of it to know. That's true. That's too much. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, same. It broke my heart, too. I think Lena Waithe is a talented writer. Same. And I think the rest of the actors on that show are also talented. Uh, but I wasn't as invested in their story arcs as I was with Jason's, Jason's. family's mm-hmm. arc because that's how it started Agreed. with the death of his brother mm-hmm. and then him getting revenge, I guess, for that. You know, right. now it's no need for me to watch it. I agree because I didn't understand how because Lena was so gung ho on yeah we can carry on the show without him, but it's like who cares we about can. the show without him? We no can. one. I don't. I don't care. So yeah, um, I don't care. like I said, I think it's going to be canceled at this next after this next season. Not just because of Jason being left, I mean, character being killed off, but just because of the relationship with Showtime and um, Lena. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was one of my disappointments. And then also Dear White People season three. Okay. It was boring. I can see that. It was lackluster. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell was going on with this secret society. Yeah. I'm not for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm left wondering if that's all Justin... Um, Simeon, mm-hmm. Simeon, mm-hmm. that's all, if if he's just a one-hit wonder. That's hard to say. That's a blow. It is. Because. Is he working on anything else? I looked. 
I know he has a podcast. I know. I that. know he has a podcast, and but I looked to see if he was working on something else, and I literally have not seen anything outside of their white people. No, mm, interesting. And the fact that what was written for these episodes and the way that the stories are progressing for season three, what are we talking about, Jason? And so it's funny you say that because I'm watching. I'm like on episode two. I'm not. I don't really oh, care Justin, about. Oh, Justin, I'm sorry. I don't really care about the series as much as I used to. Um, I think if they have a season four, um, that's going to be last season for this Please. show because it's just dragging at this point. It is. It's. It yeah, was I'm, painful to watch this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really interested in the character development of any of these people. So wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. It's about done. Um, and then my last one. My last huge disappointment was Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons why people like Dave Chappelle um, is because he's not afraid to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, I felt like when he's pushed the boundaries, it's been like, honest and maybe thought-provoking comments but this just felt like he was intentionally like pushing buttons just for the sake of pushing buttons it felt like Agreed. listening to your old ignorant racist homophobic uncle at thanksgiving dinner just ran off his opinions agreed i agree you know what i'm Actually, saying yeah. like uh-huh. and even if that's your thoughts let it be funny the shit wasn't even funny you don't think it was funny no Okay, I thought it was funny. No, I didn't think it was funny, <laughs> which made it even more disappointing. If you're going to say and be controversial and homophobic and um, sexist, mm-hmm. at least make me laugh about it. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was just offending people just to, just to, do, I agree, just to I, do it. I do agree with you on that, but I do want to ask you, did you – the comments about the special were all over social media – did you see the comments before you watched the show, or did you watch the the special and then saw the comments or the reviews? I saw the special and then I saw the comments okay. because I didn't know he was coming out with another special. Oh yeah, I didn't know he was doing that. I just didn't know when it was going to drop. Yeah, I didn't know. I've been looking forward to this for. I didn't know. I, yeah, and then I was watching it and I was very much uncomfortable. Really, the entire time, like cringing. Okay, all right. You thought that was I thought funny. it was hilarious. I had a great time. Um, oh, it was that. And I knew the the backlash. And, but the thing is, like, he said it in the special. Like, if, if you clicked on me, like, you you decided to watch this. Okay, so it's like you know what you're mean, getting. That still doesn't mean that I don't have the right to be offended. Then click off. And and I did. <laughs> Trust me, I did. I, I absolutely stopped watching it mid-show. But, but I do absolutely agree with you that he was. And I and I told Corey this. I said, I think he's specifically pinpointing certain topics and talking about that because these are the most controversial things that's going to get attention with the media and the public because no one wants to touch that stuff. No one wants to talk about it. And honestly, I'm sick of PC culture. I really am. Oh, this okay. culture that we're in and no one can say anything, that everyone's hiding their emotions – I don't like it. It's very annoying. Okay. And it's just like, why are we concealing everyone's thoughts and opinions about things when that's just how they feel? Then don't mess with them. Don't rock with them. That's fine. I'd rather you tell me up front how you feel about something than pretend that you're one way and be something behind my back. I don't like that. I I agree with I agree with you on that, but I also think it's lazy <laughs> to 
make the statement well if you don't think it's funny you click off if you don't like what i'm saying then don't i think you still but it was called sticks and stones i know i, like, I, I you understand like, that i think we as a, you can have your own opinions but we have grown as a society to where those type of thoughts and the things that he was saying we should have we should be moving empathy, past that it's more sympathetic towards yeah those groups and we should have more empathy because we have more knowledge agreed so therefore but people you saying whatever the hell you want to say is not cool we, we're growing we're learning and you're choosing to say ignorant that's how i feel okay I would agree with that if Dave Chappelle was 30 or 25. Right. This is a 40-year-old plus man who's right. stuck in his so, – so I agree with the old man firing off how he – so that's why. Right. So I'm, I just Because you like, know who else thought it was funny? My 45-year-old boyfriend. Well, thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> thought the shit was hilarious. So that's, and that's why I give him kind of the room to kind of do – you know, it, it, it's Dave. Like, that's – he, he's a old, you know, you know. I, but I think that's Dave. I, I, nah, nah. No, I ain't giving him no excuse. He's not going to bend for anyone. He's nah. not going to kind of, you know. But one thing I found interesting that I did find out that they did shut down um, the comments for Rotten Tomatoes for anybody to critique his special except for five critics within the industry, and they all gave him bad scores. Um, now, and why did they do that? Because they didn't want people to watch the special. They've been... Rotten Tomatoes didn't? Yeah. People in general. Like, I've been here. He's gotten so much backlash from this special that it's ridiculous. Like, everyone's been trying to get people not to watch it. Don't watch this. Yes, tons of backlash on the internet. Actually, I heard about the backlash before I even watched the show. But Rotten Tomatoes? I know. (laughs) Like, your whole platform is for people critiquing. I know. And then they opened up the platform for people to critique the, the show, and most people, like, everyone liked it that you know, watched it for the, at least those people who commented on it. They had, it had good reviews from the people, but from critics, no, because we live in a PC culture. That's why. Okay. And, and that's wrong. That's wrong to live in a PC culture. I'm just saying you like, fit, just, we're, just, we're limiting it's just a little people. too much. It's, it's a bit. Yeah. I just, it's, it's a lot. I'm not by all means saying that everyone should think, the same but I think we should try to understand other groups that I, are marginalized I agree and for you to pick on the marginalized groups even more to me is ignorant I think if you're not and then you're not funny I thought it was hilarious though I thought it was funny <laughs> no no Okay, so you guys, so we have two on the opposite end shows that we had, a black lady comedy sketch show and the Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones. So two comedy specials that came out or series. Let us know what you think about it because me and Brittany are on opposite ends here. Please, Yes, I'm curious. I want to (laughs) know. I really want to know. Who's going to win this battle? (laughs) Me with a black lady sketch show. Or me with Dave Chappelle. And me with Dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Okay, we'll see. But um, let us know what you think. Um, you can chime in on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are at Black and Behind the Scenes on Facebook and on Instagram. You yes. can also shoot us an email mm-hmm. at 
um, blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions, and we will share them on the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, guys. We have a lot more in store for you this season, and we can't wait to come back and give you more. So, yeah. until next time, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany.